versus Sergei Dervinchenko. Post fight thoughts. Dun dun dun. Hey guys, Fight Junk here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, basically anywhere you can find a podcast. I'll be there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash FightJunkie2006. Barely escaped by the chinny chin chin with a decision win. Woo! That was a close one for G. Honestly, I've never seen the dude look so bad as he did tonight. Stylistically, we predicted this matchup perfectly. Devonchenko stood right in front of the old man all night long. If you're a G fan, you could not ask for a better stylistic matchup. That's why I liked going into this fight, G inside at plus 160. Now, if you're listening to this on YouTube, click the icon upper right corner, lead back to the uh, pre-fight podcast. At the time of the podcast, as I said, G was plus 160 inside, and I think the under was even. Come fight night, everything switched. G ends up being like minus 101 to win inside, and I believe the under went to minus 130. Now, obviously, that didn't happen, but the opportunity was there. You had a guy who stood in front of Triple G for 12 freaking rounds. Granted, G was able to knock him down in the first round, but in all honesty, he didn't come close to stopping Derenchenko. In fact, if you look at it, it looked more like he was in trouble of going down with those body shots than he ever had Devonchenko in serious, serious trouble. Terrible, horrible, rubbish performance from Triple G. Now, full disclosure, I picked Canelo in the first fight. I picked Canelo in the second fight. And I had always assumed I was going to pick Canelo in the third fight. But looking at this fight, man, if I am Canelo, if I get past Kovalev, I do whatever I got to do to make that Triple G third fight because I think he mops the floor with G. And G is in danger here, guys. He is in real danger. If he is facing a top guy in the division, you better damn well make sure you are dotting your I's and crossing your T's if you're backing G. Because stylistically, Dervinchenko presented an easier matchup than certainly Canelo. And even a guy like Demetrius Andrade. I mean, do you think that uh, Triple G would have an easier time fighting Demetrius? I certainly don't. He had a guy in front of him all night long. And the biggest telltale sign to me that G is really slowing down and Father Time was spanking his ass tonight was the fact that his timing was complete and utter garbage. With a guy that's standing in front of you toe-to-toe and actually pushing G back for the majority of the fight and you miss that many punches that tells you something right there of course we have to factor in the fact that he was huffing and puffing like a smoker in the corner and he couldn't visibly be more obvious that he hated the body shots in fact at some points it looked like he was in serious serious trouble with some of those body shots and then you've got the low punch output I mean good god man I mentioned this in the pre-fight podcast Dervinchenko's best shot Triple G gets seriously, seriously old 
and he outworks him. And that shit almost happened tonight. A lot of people are saying we saw G age right in front of our eyes, but the truth of the matter is the signs were always there. I think everybody really saw that in the second Canelo fight because nobody expected Canelo to be able to go mano y mano and beat him at his own game. And he did that. And tonight you saw a guy in Sergei Dervinchenko who had never been proven at this level. Granted, he fought a close fight with Danny Jacobs. But beyond that, he was actually coming off a fight against Jack Colquet where he didn't even look very good. So... This performance tonight, in my eyes, was stunning for the fact of how far Triple G has fallen off the shelf. I mean, his previous fight to that, you saw him get wobbled a little bit, but he came back and got the KO. Tonight, he was off. He was off from the start to the finish. Even the knockdown, it was like a behind-the-ear, you know, behind-the-head type of shot that dropped Sergey. And beyond that, there was really no danger there. There were times where Sergey took some good shots. There were times where he looked fatigued. But Triple G didn't have the output to do anything. He was literally swinging from the freaking fences. He was missing left and right. He wasn't able to absorb the body shots. He couldn't stay on the inside with Dervinchenko. Dervinchenko was pushing him back left and right. I mean, I don't think there is a single solitary positive thing that you can take from this fight i just don't i don't see anything positive that you can point to from triple g you can't even point to hard or chin everybody expected that going in right the guy's been a long reigning undefeated champion what we didn't expect is in a stylistic matchup that should favor him 10 out of 10 times that he scraped by the skin of his teeth to get a decision with a knockdown. I believe it was one point on one judge's card he won by and two points on the other two judges' scorecards that he won by. Now, in my opinion, if you have G winning, I don't think you have him winning by more than one round. It was that type of fight where it really could have been a 6-6 type of fight and the knockdown gives him the win. On the flip side, if you have Derevchenko winning, listen, buddy, you ain't getting an argument out of me. I know a lot of people thought G lost that fight, and if you want to give that fight to Derevchenko by a point or two, no argument whatsoever for me because G looked like utter garbage. Granted, he gets the win. Granted, he gets, I believe it's the IBF and the IBO belt. Granted, he may get a third big money fight with Canelo, but... I'm actually kind of pissed at the way this went down because not only did I not get the Triple G wins inside, but I'm going to get a garbage line on Canelo if they fight a third time. Now, after this fight, everybody's going to be saying, oh, of course, of course Canelo's going to win. Oh, Canelo should be the favorite. But you wouldn't believe how many people, A, think that G won the first fight, B, think he won the second fight, and C, we're going to pick him to beat Canelo in the third fight. I am dead serious. Prior to this fight, you would not believe how many people were clamoring for the third fight, saying Canelo was scared to fight him because of all the negotiations going on and Canelo saying G doesn't bring anything to the table and all this drama with DAZN going on that they were going to bat and back Triple G. And I was open. I was going to get a beautiful line because it would have been a third fight 
that I bet on Canelo, and I would have been thinking that he won the first fight, won the second fight, and I was almost certain he was going to win the third fight because he proved in that second fight that he could stand with uh, Triple G and beat him at his own game. And then you saw Father Time slowly bringing G down. It wasn't like this big dramatic, you just show up one day and you're old, like people are going to point to in this fight. You're going to hear this over and over and over again, that G turned old overnight in this fight. But the signs were there. Go back and look at them. People were pointing to this as far back as Danny Jacobs, I believe, saying, you know, maybe G has lost a step. It was just tonight, it reared its ugly head full steam ahead. I mean, like I said, I can't point to a single solitary area in Triple G's game where he has looked this bad before. Now, the big thing with Banks, right? People are harping on he shouldn't have left Abel Sanchez. I agree 100%. Not because I believe Abel is the greatest trainer in the world because I don't, and I've mentioned this before. It's because G was at 37 years old. He's made a ton of money. Obviously, he, even before this fight, he had less career in front of him, right? I mean, how many fights were we talking? A handful, five, eight, tens probably pushing it, right? He's 37 years old. How many fights can he fight in a year one to three so it's not like he had a long time unless he's fighting like b-hop right and he doesn't have b-hop style he doesn't have his defense he doesn't have his little tricks of the trade he doesn't have any of the stuff like a b-hop does so the odds were in the next three years let's say he was going to be retired the risk versus reward here to switch trainers there was no reason for it and you saw that tonight it did not pay off and I am not high on Banks I will tell you that right now I think he's a garbage trainer I think he did garbage tonight and I think he did garbage when he had Klitschko I don't see G leaving Sanchez and especially picking freaking Jonathan Banks like where the hell do you pull that is the dude working for free because that's honestly the only reason I could think that G took him because obviously there was issues where I guess Abel wanted more money than G wanted to pay him or whatever the drama was the big drama show see what I did there uh before that made him leave Sanchez depending on who you believe and so then he finds Jonathan Banks you know picking through the garbage can in the back alley somewhere and he becomes his trainer totally ridiculous for g to do that at that stage of his career he had getting he had gotten to where he was with the help of abel regardless if you think is abel's you know top tier or not and then if it was a dispute over money that shows a real lack of loyalty right there once you start making it and get a big zone contract then you want to stiff the dude who's you know partly responsible for your success and then beyond that you make a terrible decision and pick freaking jonathan banks to be your head trainer he wasn't even a good fighter i mean and not only that but he didn't even remotely fight like triple g as a fighter and he didn't train guys to fight like triple g traditionally fights terrible terrible makes no sense now i will say this a lot of people when this drama went down did criticize they they did criticize g for leaving abel and they did criticize him more of a head scratcher like why are you picking banks so what i'm telling you is nothing new and it's not really because of this fight it was just those were decisions that most people couldn't wrap their head around to begin with especially after he signed that big deal and most people thought he was going to get canelo in a third fight who would you have rather had in there right sanchez or banks 
This dude couldn't even perform against Dervinchenko. Imagine if Canelo was in there tonight against Triple G. G probably would have been knocked out. No joke. I mean, Canelo has vicious, vicious body shots. And I don't know what the hell is going on with his camp, whether there's a physical thing, a mental thing. He did allude to after the fight, I need to be more serious. But the way that he was visibly reacting to those body shots, I have no doubt in my mind. If this was the second fight and he showed up in that type of condition, whether it's old man age or not training like he should, Canelo sparks him. Because Dervinchenko had him in some scary, scary moments right there where even I realized the inside the bet's gone, right? That's flush it down the toilet, baby. But I'm like, is G even going to be able to last the distance? And then I'm like, is he going to get the win? A side, B side right here, baby, because that fight was so close that legitimately it could have went to Dervinchenko and you wouldn't hear anybody bitching and moaning that Triple G got robbed. On the flip side, you hear a lot of people saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did Dervinchenko really win this? And then they're pointing to punch stats and all this, which I don't do because I don't want some dude with a stanky finger making a decision for me about who threw more punches and who landed. But the fact of the matter is you can make a real case if you go back and just watch it round by round, even shut the sound off, just watch it. Dervinchenko really did outland him and outthrow him. And that was a key, in my opinion, if you wanted to back the dog, was... Triple G really shows up in terrible old man wheelchair shape and Dervinchenko can just outwork him. The surprise to me on the Dervinchenko side was the body shots, how they so badly hurt Triple G. I mean, I don't want to say the body shots is what directly related to his low output. Uh, punch output because just coming into this he didn't seem on like his punches were wide they were looping they were missing and he wasn't throwing a lot I'm sure as the fight went on the body shots really added up and it took a lot of steam out of him but overall from the get-go man he just didn't look look good even the knockdown in the first round and then you come back in the second and you get the cut and Dervinchenko really turns up the heat and right from there as soon as Dervinchenko turned up the heat and started pushing triple G back you could see that G was a step behind he was a step behind the entire night man he really was and again this is very very important you cannot lose fact that this was against a guy who stood in front of Triple G all night long prior to this fight I said who besides Canelo has been able to stand in that toe-to-toe phone booth but uh, toe-to-toe phone booth and kick Triple G's ass, or at least, even if you don't think Canelo won, hang, right? Compete. Nobody. And then Devin Chaco goes in there and does arguably better than what Canelo did on the inside. There's a big, big drop in Triple G. I don't know if it's Father Time, a combination of Father Time and freaking Jonathan Banks. I don't know exactly what it is, but if this version of Triple G ever shows up again, it's going to be so freaking hard to pick him against any of the top guys in the division. I mean, it's going to be so difficult if G goes from this fight and fights any of the, say, the top five guys in the division to back G because how, what the hell do you have to go off? You're going to have to make some type of judgment, some type of excuse to say, 
well, G wasn't taking Devonchenko serious, or G was injured in camp, or G, you know, he wasn't doing his road work, or G was banging hookers the day before the fight. I mean, we're going to have to have some type of information, or it's going to be almost impossible to pick G. We're going to have to, like, take this fight right out of our mind, assume it never happened, and just bypass it, because Anybody in their right mind that looks at their most recent fight is going to say, uh, what good can I pull out of this? I don't see anything. And if you're talking about the top five guys in the division, he's probably going to have a much harder stylistic matchup if you get a boxer puncher in there or a guy with fleet feet that wants to move around. Well, shit, now he's got to chase him down. And with that low punch output, not being able to absorb body shots well, and then huffing and puffing with the cardio issues, how many people are going to be wanting to lay any money on G? Even if it isn't a significant line, he could still be favored. Who the hell knows? So it's going to be very, very difficult to bet G in his next fight. In fact, let's break it down a little bit further. What if it's a rematch with Dervinchenko? How the hell in good conscience do you take Triple G? Minus the knockdown, he was in a life and death struggle with a guy who stood in front of him all night long. For 36 minutes, he was in front of G. And in fact, for most of the fight, he pushed G back. When do you see G on his back foot? More often than not, never. Canelo was one of the few that was able to do it. Dervinchenko just put his head down, put it in his chest, and just bombarded G left and right. And not only that, but obviously we talked about how he was hurting to the hurting uh, G to the body, but he was hammering him to the face. Clean, solid shots. Now, G's never been a defensive wizard. He has a very good chin. Apparently, he has a better chin than he does body. But still, Dervinchenko landed head and body and had a higher output. Going to be very, very difficult to back Triple G from here on out unless somehow, some way, we see a different version. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will sock it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.